0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi,
1: And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1174, and I think we have a good one. For you today, you know, for those loyal listeners to the Critical Mass Radio Show, that for some time now we've been talking about the implications of smart technologies, artificial intelligence, machine learning, in disrupting business models and creating new business opportunities in a variety of industries and fields. And I'm doing that because I'd like you as my audience to be aware of the potential opportunity that could exist for you in your space as well by showing you other entrepreneurs and business executives who are taking advantage and leveraging technology. Many of you know from our conversations that farmers across the world have been and are using artificial intelligence software to help them manage their orchards and detect early problems. Uh, I'm excited to have James Patterson, CEO of Aerobotics, on the show because Aerobotics helps to provide this technology to farmers through drones and flight planner apps. So, CEO James Patterson, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast.
0: Thanks, Richard. It's uh, really good to be here today.
1: I, I'm excited. I, uh, I was made aware of your company, and I've, I've learned a little bit about it, but I'm anxious to have you share the story. But before we get into aerobotics, can I ask you, sir, as an entrepreneur, uh, can you share a little bit of your story, kind of your background and path to where we are today to be here on the radio show?
0: Yes, yeah, sure. So if we, if we go right back to the start, I actually grew up on a fruit farm in South Africa. Um, where I started getting first-hand experience of, of what issues farmers are facing on the farm. But I'm an engineer and I love technology, so I went on to study aeronautical engineering at, at MIT in Boston. Um, and that's where I started falling in love with the aerial vehicles and, and technology and artificial intelligence and really how much power that can have um, extracting information from data. So that's, that's basically my background, and then, then I got into aerobotics pretty much right after that to combine passions for artificial intelligence, but also for, for the farming and, and adding value to farmers.
1: And um, Okay, I guess this question is self-evident based on your answer, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, given your education and expertise, you could have selected a, any different industry. Why farming to apply this technology?
0: Yes. Yeah, so after after studying aeronautical engineering, I was um, I was quite interested in, in things like space travel, drones for transportation or, or for um, uh, for deliveries, for example. But really, I had this uh, childhood love for for agriculture and, and for farmers themselves. You know the the types of people that they are, and I wanted to get back to adding value to to those people and and making farms more efficient.
1: Okay. So let, let's. Let's talk about what makes aerobotics, and and again, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the technology as enabling technology to solve a problem. So, let's start with the problem, and then let's back into the enabling technology, if I could, James. So, what problems are you solving with your firm, Aerobotics?
0: Yeah, so what, what we focus on is to help farmers monitor their orchards at large scale, to detect problems at an early stage and manage the pests and disease problems at an, at an early stage and, and efficiently. So basically, in farming these days, it's very difficult to, to gain information across these large areas um, and to detect problems such as pests and diseases. So our technology um, uses drones and satellites along with machine learning to highlight these, these at an early stage for the farmers.
1: How do they do it today? If they're not using and, um, drones and technology.
0: Yes, yes. So you use a process called scouting, um, where as a human you'll, you'll walk out into the field or you'll drive on a, on a quad bike um, and you look. You stop at the tree, you look up and down um, looking for fung- uh, fungus, pests or, or diseases in the trees. And then you'll basically mark it down on a piece of paper and, and the farmer will decide to take an action, such as spraying the field. Um, or not based on that information. But it's really difficult to get information across the whole field. You, you generally just sample a few points.
1: And are the diseases and the issues that need to be treated, treated, are they closer to the ground or are they closer to the top of the canopies of the orchards? Or is it a mixture of, throughout the, the tree?
0: Yes, that's a great question. Um, so it, it is a mixture of, of the two. Um, so, obviously, root, root issues, for example, are, are affecting the tree underground, but it does show in the tree above the ground and in the canopy. So, what, our, what we can detect from the drone and such is anything affecting the tree as a whole, pest and diseases out, out on the canopy area, but for other, for other diseases that are maybe lower down in the tree, we've got an efficient ground sampling and, and uh, scouting system, that um, combines with this aerial imagery to, to make sure that we can we detecting all the issues throughout the crop.
1: We're talking with James Patterson, CEO of Aerobotics, and we're talking about the problem that his company is solving for farmers with orchards. Now let's talk about the enabling technology, if we can, James. So what has been the breakthroughs in technology that has allowed you to put together a package that works so well for your clients?
0: Um, I think the... The difference um, with our technology compared to what's, what's out there at the moment, compared to other drone companies, for example, is really this uh, machine learning and, and artificial intelligence that we use. So instead of providing a picture from from the top or maybe a, a, what's called an NDVI map, which will show you areas of stress, we've written the this, this software um, using machine learning to extract information on a, on a per tree level which means that we've turned each tree into a data point that we can track over time how that tree is growing, whether anything is, is affecting that tree, whether it's, it's under stress. And we can compare that tree to other trees within the orchard or even other trees in the industry to tell farmers how they, their trees are growing relative to,
1: to others. So this is part of your unique differentiator is the machine learning capability that you're embedding in your offering to your clients. Is that what you're saying to me?
0: Yes, exactly, and and what's exciting there is that this this technology becomes more powerful the more data flows through our system, right? And because we specifically focus on permanent crops, so, so trees and vineyards, we've got one of the largest databases of of tree crops in the world. So so this thing is is really very powerful, and uh, yeah, the more. More people use this, and the more clients come on board, the more powerful it becomes, and the more the software learns.
1: Okay, so I, I love it when I have an entrepreneur on the show to kind of pick at the niche a little bit. So you're you're in farming as an industry, but you've selected, as I heard you say, orchards and vineyards as the kind of the niche that you're you're really focused on. How did you make that decision, and why?
0: Well, it's a it's a completely different way of farming to row crops, so so it's very different to Farming maize or grains, because it's it's an asset that you plant. which is, you've got to first of all wait four or five years for this this tree to come into production, and then it's an asset that's delivering value to you year on year. So it's really important to to monitor this, um, monitor each tree, and act as soon as you can to um, to make a correction. But really, if if we're honest, if we're honest here, it's my family comes from a, a Tree crop farming background. Okay, and that's that's basically one of one of the reasons why we we focus on this
1: industry. <laughs> okay, Th- thank you for being honest, James. That's awesome, and I love it when an entrepreneur brings his passion or her passion into the business. And I'm sensing that each time you sort of take us back to your roots—no pun intended. We're talking with James Patterson, and we're talking about his firm because he's the CEO of Aerobotics. Um, you mentioned that uh, machine learning gets more robust with more data maybe you could just for a minute and let's not get too deep into the wonky weeds but when you say the term machine learning can you for my audience that may not be familiar with the actual meaning of that term what do you mean by machine learning
0: okay so, so basically it's, it's a piece of software that we set up that is able to learn from examples the same way that a human would be able to learn. So if we look at the, the example of just finding trees within an orchard from, from a picture from above, basically what we do is we manually go and, and click on a couple of thousand trees okay, in the picture and we teach the software to say these are trees and this is what they look like. It then starts taking that information and learning so that next time we give it a picture of trees it can automatically identify those trees and at the start it might get some wrong and we don't actually know with machine learning we don't know why it's got it wrong but we can tell it that that is that's incorrect we give it some more examples and it it improves over time so it's really an exciting piece of of technology that that learns the same way a human will learn and once enough data feeds through that platform it starts becoming an, an expert pretty much an agronomist
1: on the farm. And is part of the learning over time, this is a healthy tree, this is an unhealthy tree, and this is different symptoms of a possible problem? I mean, are you able to, with enough data through machine learning, actually educate the software to that level so that they're providing that kind of information back to the farmer?
0: Yes, so that's that's the type of information we provide. Um, it's learned to identify what a healthy tree looks like what an unhealthy tree looks like um, and then even further than that once once it gets enough information it'll it'll be able to say this is an unhealthy tree because it's a nematode problem or this is an unhealthy tree because a certain type of pest is affecting it and we're even busy taking it further to to doing uh, fruits and, and nut counting on these trees. Oh, my God. Using this type of technology. Okay. So basically anything that, anything that a human expert can do, um, if they stand close to the tree so they can count fruit, they can identify certain certain pests or diseases, that's what this technology will be able to do.
1: Okay. So I, I hear that you came to the States for your education, but I also understand both from knowing and also from your accent that maybe... You started this company outside the U.S. in South Africa, is that correct?
0: That's correct, yes. Okay, so, yeah, so we started Yeah. Go ahead. Four, years, four, years ago, okay. four years ago in, in South Africa. Um, we're currently operating in 11 countries around the world, but the U.S. Is, is a very exciting market for us. So we've been been here for the last uh, six months, and we're actively moving into this, this market now.
1: So, other than sc- scale and size, why is the U.S. market an exciting market for your firm?
0: Well, scale, <laughs> scale and size is obviously <laughs> one of the main ones, <laughs> um, But other other um, exciting for us is, is obviously the the investment uh, landscape over here. Um, we've done done very well in terms of gaining investment in the South African market, and we've now got some some U.S. investors, but. Really, there's a lot more access to capital in the U.S. market, and, and a technology company like ours needs that. We need to develop this technology first, and then farmers come come afterwards. You know. Let
1: Let me just ask the question because I'm curious. How are you collecting such large amounts of information? Is it a fleet that that your firm owns? Are you getting access to public information? How are you making your database even more robust such that it's valuable?
0: Yeah, well, well, to start, we use um, satellites. So we provide our clients with a a weekly satellite crop health map that we get from the European Space Agency. So that that images the whole world every five days. Um, And then we use drones to collect this high-resolution imagery where we can extract insights on the per-tree level, And for that, we set up like a mini Uber-type network. So we link in with other drone pilots we make sure they've got the right equipment and then we basically schedule flights for our farmers from those pilots. And then lastly, the, the, the farmers can actually own their own drones. Um, so they can buy a drone and our software will fly the drone for them automatically, uh, tell the drone when to take all the photos, land again, and then upload the, the images into our system with the analysis. So in terms of scale, we we link in with with other pilots to collect large amounts of data or our clients operate the the drones themselves.
1: We're talking with James Patterson, CEO of Aerobotics. Um, When I ask you the loaded question of, you know, why would you come to the U.S. except for the two obvious reasons, you gave me some really good other insights into that, and one of them is the investor class that's available here in the U.S. What are the critical aspects to scale Aerobotics to to its potential, James. What, I mean, what are you? Where are you now in that evolution, and kind of what are you looking for to get to the next level?
0: Yeah. So we're obviously, I mentioned we're in, in eleven countries at the moment. So we've, we've reached global scale in terms of countries, but within each country, there's still a, a lot of work to be done to to scale that out. Um, so so one of the one of the areas we need to work on is is um, our pilot networks and making that more dense and getting more pilots into our network. So if there's anyone interested here today, please please contact us about that. And then the second one is, is setting up partnerships to distribute this product and, and get get farmers on board. And I'd say those are, those are really the two main areas where, um, where we need to work on to reach our full
1: potential. So how are you doing the latter? What, what is your strategy to attract farmers to your brand?
0: Well, we go and we've got a joint um, strategy. Firstly, we've got people on the ground. We've got um, agents out in the field meeting with growers and co-ops and and, and taking the product direct to farmers. And then we've got a a channel strategy where we work with partners to distribute
1: our products. And uh, I'm here in Southern California. Uh, How does the California market as a state look as an opportunity for your firm?
0: I'd say this is probably one of the main markets for us globally. Oh. Um, in terms of yeah, in terms of the, the number of, of of tree crops um, planted here in, in California. So, for example, some of the some of the farming groups uh, here in California have almost as much citrus as as much oranges as the whole South African market has. So, it's really it's, it's a big opportunity for us. Yeah
1: and and how are you finding the messaging to the farmers about your service what uh, are you seeing your messaging scale internationally obviously 11 countries you've honed your message and you're able to kind of deliver it effectively i'm just wondering here in the US are you identifying any uniqueness to these to this market or are you able to translate your kind of benefit statements that you've used in other countries into into the U.S. and into California, in particular?
0: Yes, it, it transfers well. The the problems faced by farmers in um, in South Africa or in, in Spain or in Australia are the same sorts of problems that are faced by farmers here in California. So um, farmers are still affected by pests and diseases in the same way and it's still a big cost and it's a difficult problem to solve. So, so really it's, um, you know, it's a similar problem to what we face in other countries.
1: So so I'm going to have you back on, let's say, I don't know, in two years, give you a chance to really embed yourself in the U.S. market. What is going to be the size, scale, I'm not asking for confidential information, but where do you, how fast of an uptake do you think you can head it here in in the U.S. for aerobotics?
0: Yeah, so so let's just look at what's happening at the moment. Our business has been going for four years. And uh, two thirds of all the trees we've ever processed have come in the last six months. So it's really, really starting to um, to pick up quickly. So if we carry on on, on that trajectory, it will really be, you know, it will be massive scaling in two years' time. And I hope that, you know, when I'm back back on the call there, we can we can look back on where we were today and uh, see how far we've come.
1: How big of a market do you estimate this is globally for aerobotics? I mean, how large of a addressable market is it?
0: Um in terms of number of number of acres, it's about seventy million acres globally. Um, which, yeah, in in terms of of what we would focus on mm-hmm. um, within our target countries, um, which is about a one point four billion dollar annual opportunity.
1: Now we're talking. Okay, that's B. That's billion with a B, huh? All right. So if there's the investor class that are listening to this as a podcast on iTunes or maybe watching us live on iHeart, there's an opportunity to get in. And this is certainly a a chance to scale it quite large. Um, Final kind of question for you. Where do you see the future of this technology going because it's evolving right i mean today you're offering a set of products and services based on the enabling technology that's available do you foresee other technologies coming in that would expand your services and capabilities as well
0: yeah for sure so in, in terms of, of our technology where i see it going is um, taking this this right down to um, food food counting and, and food quality um, as well as doing all all the current scouting automatically from a ground station, so this the systems will, will take off daily, investigate the crop, and and feed information back to farmers. Of course, that that information, if if we're measuring how trees are performing, um, how much the trees are going to produce in terms of yield, we can also use that for making financial decisions, and um, and banks can can base uh, loans and. Um, and insurers can, can base their information on, on this this new data coming from the system. So really quite a few industries can be can be affected by this.
1: I imagine you have some level of use case history that you can share with prospects and farmers who are interested in learning more, should they want to learn more about aerobotics. You've been doing this for four years now. You, you must have some yes. examples of the benefit that your clients have received from being in business with you, right?
0: Yeah, we've got we've got loads of use cases. We were just in, um, in a big agri magazine in South Africa for, for saving uh, one client thirty percent of their input costs and um, using part of our data. So that's, that's saving on input costs. We've got other case studies where um, we save save users on improving their, their pack out, so food quality at the end of the season. Um, and yeah, really, over the last four years, there's been. In tons of of cases where where farmers are are really positively affected by this.
1: So, if someone is listening to this show and they want to learn more about aerobotics, where, James, would you direct them to go online, sir?
0: They can go to our website, that's aerobotics.com. That's got um, a whole lot lot of information about our company. You can also um, sign up for an account there, a free account for your farm that gives you um, satellite data plus a, a infield scouting application, and then you can request um, a drone service through that. And if you want to get in touch with me personally, you can send me an email. So my email is james at aerobotics.com.
1: I'm going to ask you to spell aerobotics.
0: Okay, it's A-E-R-O-B-O-T-I-C-S, aerobotics.
1: Well, I want to thank you for being a friend of the program, a part of the critical mass community, sharing a bit about the exciting business that you're building with aerobotics here and sharing it with my audience. Give you an open invitation. If you're ever in Orange County, California, and you can come with me to be here in our studio and do a follow-up interview, you have an open invitation, sir, for that. I I'm, want I'm to keep an eye on your firm uh, for all the reasons that I said at the top of the show. Thank you again for your time today.
0: Yeah, it's it's great to be here, and and as you said, we'll talk in two years, and uh, we'll look back on the conversation. Thank you, sir. Okay,
1: thank you. All right, I'd like to thank our engineer for today, Paul Roberts, as well as our producers, without whom I could not do this show. Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me in person, or on social media, I mean, let's start with LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F. R. A. N. ZI, And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on
0: exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.